This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, look, I mean, it goes without saying. The Internet can be a kind of scary and creepy and dangerous place. So uh, we want to make sure that, that our kids are protected. We want to make sure that our kids have you know, some degree of, of knowledge, critical thinking, digital literacy uh, to be able to navigate a lot of this. But at the same time, I mean, parents and, and adults, we need to be able to show that we're capable of critical thinking. And digital literacy. And if we're going to get taken in by hoaxes, what kind of a, a message are we sending? What kind of example are we setting to young people? So this all, all speaks to a, a story that's been out there now for you know, a week or two that, that started off as, as a warning. You know, parents, be aware of this. Make sure your kids are aware of this. The Momo Challenge, it was uh, called. That this uh, creepy uh, image uh, of this girl was telling kids to commit suicide. Except there doesn't appear to have been an actual thing. So why did it, did it spread? Why did it become viral? Why were we seeing stories all over the place warning about something that was out there that there really wasn't? So again, the fact that we all kind of fell for a hoax is concerning if we're supposed to be teaching kids how to smartly navigate the online world and not get taken in by things. Well, joining us to talk a bit more of all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, Laura Hazard-Owens, deputy editor of the Neiman Lab, which is a publication at Harvard University focused on journalism and journalistic standards. Laura, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. So when did you first uh, get wind of, of this story or the fact that there was maybe something amiss with this story? So I actually started seeing um, some posts about the Momo Challenge in my Facebook feed. Um, I'm a mom, and so I'm in a bunch of local parenting groups where I saw it. And just at about the same time, I started seeing uh, stuff on Twitter saying, um, talking a little bit more about it. And I just started researching it a little bit more because I'm a journalist and uh, realized pretty quickly that it was not, that it was not true. So where, where did it come from? Do we know? Um, so the, the actual, um, hoax has been around, um, has been around for a while. It spread internationally before, um, coming here. So it popped up last year, um, in some countries and, uh, kind of came back to the U S and Canada just in the past couple of weeks or so. Um, and the, the Momo figure itself, uh, that you may have seen that, you know, kind of everywhere recently is yeah. uh, a sculpture created by a Japanese artist for an unrelated project a few weeks ago. So that's where the actual like figure came from. 
Yeah, and it's a really creepy looking <laughs> figure. So it's unfortunate that as this story spreads, we have to keep seeing this weird looking, weird looking figure. So the narrative in, in this story then is that supposedly, is it just, uh, it would be like a, a video, but kind of a static video of, of this, this image. And there's some kind of voice uh, over that's allegedly weaved into this. That's what essentially the telling kids to commit suicide. That, that was kind of the, the, as the story was presented. So I've been actually seeing a lot of different versions of the story. Um, here they've mostly, um, a big factor in spreading them has been local TV news stations, and um, they have been telling this in different ways. Um, so in the most common version that I've seen, kids are watching like a regular unrelated video on YouTube, and then suddenly this figure um, pops up and tells them to like do bad things um, in their houses or to... Uh, you know, or to commit suicide. Um, but there's a lot of different versions of the same hoax that I've seen. So sometimes it's on WhatsApp, sometimes it's coming up um, in the middle of like a just a video that they're watching online. It's referred to as a game or an app, um, all different kinds of things. Like, so people are kind of making making their own stories out of it. I mean, it almost seems like, a, you know, like the old game of telephone, right? <laughs> Where you yeah, know, like it's, it's never the same, yeah. yeah. And it just and it just keeps on keeps on spreading. So I mean, d- does it seem at least at this point now that we've kind of stopped the spread of this story that that it's now being acknowledged as reported as a hoax? Or are you still seeing stories out there about this? Uh, I'm still seeing stories. What I'm seeing here is that some of the some of the um, outlets that originally po- reported it as being true are now adding in. Um, either adding information that, you know, for example, like some say it's a hoax, like that's something we're seeing in some of the stories. So it's sort of turning into like a both sides thing. Like on the one hand, some say this is a hoax. On the other hand, parents are freaking out, um, which is not like the greatest way of portraying it, I don't think. And then some stories have changed. Some outlets have changed their stories, but, you know, only after like massively um, promoting this on social media and getting it out there and, it makes the correction kind of an afterthought. Um, so as far as I can tell, like a lot of people still believe that this is true. And and you've got quite a compilation of the various uh, local news outlets across the United States. I think there are probably many examples uh, from Canada you can find as well uh, how this is being reported. I do wonder, though, as you look at each of these stories, um, you often see quotes from you know police officers or other officials. So is it your sense that these these newsrooms are hearing about the story. They're seeking out comment from local police officials. Or do you get the sense that in some cases it's police officials who are hearing about this and, and that they're alerting the media? Uh, I think it's kind of a mixture of both. That's one of the things that's so unique about this story. Um, I really don't blame parents who are just seeing it for believing it because a lot of different trusted local institutions are telling them that it's true. Um, So in some cases, I think that some of the early United States reports on this cited uh, reports coming from UK um, police departments or notices that were going out to schools there. And so it sort of starts there. Um, And then here, uh, local TV news stations are picking up on like uh, police departments and schools and fire departments that are sending out alerts based on other 
erroneous local TV news station reports. So it kind of just turns into this big mix where it's um, these sources are feeding off each other, and obviously, you know, these are these are sources that people trust, and so it is really not surprising that they see this and they think um, they think that this is something they should listen to. Right, and, and so that, that, that skepticism seems to go out the window, and, and I get that you know, we want to err on the side of, you know, making sure people have information, you know, this is about kids' safety, protecting kids, let's get that information out there, but, but this is the kind of thing that, you know, we, we should be more skeptical about, skeptical about shouldn't we? Uh, definitely, and, you know, I think it fits into the fact that um, parents are really concerned about how much time their kids are spending on screens, they're worried about like the screen time rules and um, the TV and computer rules that they have in their own in their own houses, they're worried that you know maybe maybe they're not doing a good job teaching their kids about this stuff. And so, when um, stories like this come out that seem to sort of confirm some of those fears, or um, you know maybe make it seem like maybe make parents feel guilty that they're letting their kids um, spend time on YouTube, it kind of makes it easier uh, for parents to believe. I think. Right, and it, and it sounds believable, doesn't it? It's the kind of thing that yeah, there's there's stuff out there, these these challenges, dangerous things that that kids are being exposed to. It kind of fits into our, our preconceived notions of of what might be out there. Well, sort of. So for me, I think the thing that was interesting um, is that we've seen so many kind of stories coming out about Facebook and YouTube. You know, true news reports, um, actual you know, reporting that's being done about what's going on inside those companies that a lot of the time is actually worse than what we might think. You know, Facebook has and YouTube have some really bad business practices and um, bad actors are able to do a lot of bad things on these platforms. So it does, as you said, it fits right in um, with this idea that, oh, like there's a suicide challenge targeting kids while considering everything else that we've heard about Facebook and YouTube. You know, sure, why couldn't that be true too? Right, and I suppose it, it's not helpful, is it, that you know we're supposed to be the ones ensuring that our kids know what's real and what's not, know not to get sucked in by by internet hoaxes, and you know the adults keep doing it. Yeah, but again, I don't I don't blame parents here. Like the information that they've been getting from places that they should be able to trust has just been um, really bad. Um, yeah. So. I don't know, even if you're trying to do your research, you're gonna, still going to see uh, a lot of headlines popping up that are, are pretty confusing. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, well, more on this story at uh, NeemanLab.org. Laura, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.